Coyotes can't clear after a Vegas offensive zone faceoff. Smith looking left, Marcia still at the left dot. Up top for Petrangelo, straight on. A slap shot, and he scored! Mark Stone in front. Vegas takes the lead. Returns it up top. Costa Spear to the right. And his pass broken up. Two on one. Stevenson coming out with Stone. Stevenson left circle toward the middle. Stone stopped. Rebound. Loose in front. Stone scores! Short-handed goal for two Vegas. Second goal of the period for Stone. And the crowd now to its feet. Here comes the final hole. That's all she wrote at T-Mobile Arena on this Wednesday of the 21st. The Knights explode for four in the third, defeat the Coyotes 5-2, and get back to 500 on home ice. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Did want to make sure we mention again, Festivus tomorrow, Cofield and Company. You get to call in and complain about anything at this station. Hopefully you call in and complain about us. You can call in live during the show. You can also record a message whenever you want to get it played ahead of time. 702-509-1325. That's the uh, voicemail line. For Festivus, 702-509-1325. So call Why was in. Danny on the phone during the break? Yeah, what were you doing, Danny? <laughs> Who are you complaining about? That's the real question. Hey, I just had to, you know, make a call, maybe leave a couple voicemails. That's it. <laughs> so Festivus is tomorrow on Cofield and Company. Great show. Um, today is the shortest daylight day of the year, right? We get the few least amount of sunshine today of any day of the year uh, in Reykjavik in Iceland. Sunrise is at 11.22 a.m. today. Sunset at 3.30 p.m. You're Gotta love those four-hour days. Four hours and eight minutes of sunshine in Iceland today. The closest I've been to that was Alaska for the uh, for the uh, Anchorage basketball tournament many years ago. It was in that the, was it was in the winter. Yeah, that was very bizarre. <laughs> being that dark out at weird times, I was I just didn't know what to do. Was it is it completely dark 24/7? It was dark for a long time. Yeah, I don't remember any sunlight. But I do remember arriving at the hotel, going in to check in. They're like, you plugged in, right? I'm like, what? You plugged in the rental car, right? Because if you didn't, you're not going to have a car when you go out there to start. <laughs> so I went out there, and they actually had the box where you take the uh, you take the plug and you plug it in. the. Uh, there's a, right near the grill. There's so, like, keep it, it warm? In. Yeah. Keep it Just warm, so yeah. it'll start in the morning? So it'll start. It, it, was, it was bizarre. <laughs> Man. Thank God they knew I was from out of town. Oh, like, they yeah. got that's that's like a standard line for them. I gotta believe. <laughs> Did you plug in? Did you plug oh, yeah. in? That's part of the the welcome routine, right? Yes. Plug your rental. Welcome card. to Would Alaska. You like points you or a in? gift, and did you plug in? <laughs> you could use your points, and we will plug it in <laughs> for plug you. Plug it in for you. Uh, so yeah, no sunshine. Well, a little bit of sunshine in Iceland. I wonder what it is because, um, like Norway, uh, and I was it Denmark, maybe it's Sweden. They've got like legitimate cities that are in the Arctic Circle. They got to be getting no sunlight, right? They, they They're getting none. like They're dark, 30 minutes. Very little. They probably look off to the horizon and see some like orange red light and yeah. it's like, man, I'm yeah. jealous. And that's all the sun they get. That's brutal. Why, I, I you... see that when I drove in this morning in my rear view. I just see all the red from the sun the coming. The sunrise. Up. Yeah. 
Look at you were that. saying like you the other day you got in your car at like 26 degrees. Yeah, it was like because did you plug your car in the night before? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was like one of the days where I got in my truck and I had to sit there for like 10 minutes and let it warm up. I was like, oh man, okay, should have gotten hold up on, earlier. I got genuine questions. Do you have a garage? Yes. Do you park your car in the garage? No. What's in your garage? What's in the garage? Stuff. Stuff. Ed, do you park in the garage? Of course. Yeah, you guys are idiots. Our garage is full. Wait a minute. How can we both be idiots? No, no, he doesn't, I, and I, no, I do. No, Danny, Danny, and the, <laughs> Danny and the people like Danny that don't park their cars in the garage. You're but, fine. You're good. We also, You're good. We You're also good. only garage. have we also only have a one car garage, so it's either me or my girlfriend. And if anybody parks in the driveway, <laughs> the person in the garage can't get out. So, but and, so neither of you park. In but I leave You're the one who leaves at like five thirty. Yeah, so. so I would have to park outside anyways. But nobody parks in the garage. You Correct. guys are utilizing zero spaces in the garage. We utilize it as a storage unit. There's no street parking right at your house on the on the curb. Oh, I, I park right in front of the the house. Yeah. Okay, so you're still blocking the you're still blocking the garage. <laughs> well, no, no what using, I'm saying is he's distracting us from the fact that he doesn't park in the garage by being like, "Well, if we did, I'd have to park in the street yeah. anyways." Yeah. But then her car would be in the garage. Yes. Use your garage. But to, she works from home, to store so your she, cars. Doesn't, she doesn't need to go out and warm it up every morning. Then yeah. she should park in the street, and you should park in yeah. the garage. Yeah. We'd have, we're going to have to do a lot of cleaning for that to happen. I, the people in my neighborhood, it's a disaster. Street parking? Oh, they do not use their... Every like third house, you see their garage door open, just full of stuff. Right. People are like, oh, I got a bench press in here. I'm like, you don't lift weights in your garage. There's one guy in my neighborhood who's got just mattresses. We Does do he like sell mattresses. We, I, it's very confusing. We do like four times a year, like a neighborhood garage sale where people can just right. sell whatever. Every time. He's got like four mattresses in his driveway trying to sell them. He stocks up. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on there. They still get the plastic on them? Or they... Yeah, they still have the plastics on them. Like they're not like he didn't pull them out with stains on them from okay. his upstairs bedroom. All right. well, I don't know why this guy's got so many mattresses, but he doesn't park his car in his garage because he's got so many mattresses. He could just be buying pallets of stuff because I used to do that. I would. Buy... He only buys mattresses. You never know. I mean, if he's buying pallets from one of the liquidation warehouses, he could be spending, you know, two, three, four hundred bucks and what turn around and sell mattresses. Of? <laughs> uh, just like <laughs> dressers and end tables and stuff like that. And I would build it and put it together. And that's what I did during oh, college. Oh, that's right. You're so a builder. Have to work. You're a builder. Real wood, real nails, what were you real hammers. Of? Occasionally. Uh, yeah. It was it was good times. So I in our living room, I would just have like... Four dressers and a couple nightstands, and I would get yelled at when I'm selling it. And I was like, oh, you know I'd what? yell at you too. That's a lot of clutter. I would, I would sell them pretty quick. It usually took, they were gone. I would build it. It was gone within 24 hours. All right. Your garage. Yes. How many times do you go get something out of your garage and actually like, like, is it a, is it a functioning storage unit or is it literally just, this is junk we're not going to use for a year. Put it in there. Uh, well, you know, it's got like all of our decorations for the various holidays. So that's, my garage so has that's yeah. We have that too, and I still put, I yeah. still park my I car. I still have room to park my car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, two cars. We have three. I'm trying to think. We have a desk. <laughs> we have a desk in there. Uh, which just we're hanging gonna out. Yeah. Like you don't use it, obviously. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. Because we, we originally bought it to put up in the office. So my girlfriend could use it to work because it's one of those ones where you can lift it up. It raises so that you can stand up or sit down, whatever. 
but there's too much stuff in the office, so it doesn't fit. So, and then I got another table that I used to keep the TVs on, and that's got to get sold. A lot of stuff needs to sell. We Hang got a couple TVs bikes. Up. Yo, we did. We Hang did. those babies up. That's why. That's why the table's in there now. So wait, you can watch TV in your garage? Well, no, we don't have a TV in the garage. Oh, where'd you hang them up? In the house. Oh, okay. Throughout the house. We okay. have, like, Never various mind. rooms. Never mind. Ignore me. I have a lot of people in my neighborhood that have couch TV set up in their garage. I want to. That's my goal. You got too much stuff in there, Danny. Yeah, I know. I got to clean it out. But I have all the makings to do it. You have the connections and everything? Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, my daughter's home right now, so we are able to have the Christmas stuff on shelves. I don't know if you know about this kind of contraption. <laughs> a shelf? No. actually shelves. Well, actually, we I take that back. put the Christmas stuff up there, and we have room for three cars because she's got her car home from school. So we actually go three cars. Three-car garage is pretty big. That is I'm a big only garage. a one car. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I've only got one car. I'm with Danny. If I had a three-car garage, I'd actually have two cars and some storage in there. Be yeah. like Danny Tyler knows here. a lot about his uh, neighbors. I don't like people, so I couldn't tell you what's in their garages. This is Walker Dogs, and people got their garage open. I'm like, I'm like, why you got so many cars in the street? Oh, you don't use your garage. You have mattresses in there. Yes. I don't get to know my neighbors. They move out every four months. So uh, there's constantly a house for sale or for rent on my street at all times. Right now, I think we have like three. Ooh, I don't know if it's a good time. There's one house on the street. It's we've been living there for f- four years, and that house has probably had six different tenants. <sighs> yeah, what's wrong with that house? I don't know. And one of the tenants was there for like a year and a half. Or what's wrong with that landlord? Maybe should be the better question. Well, it was owned by a family that we knew because their daughter was friends with my stepdaughter, and then once they moved, I don't know if they sold it or rented it, but then that's when the cycle just started happening. Something's haunting that place, isn't it? Yeah, possible. That'd be fun. You see any uh, figures in the window if you drive by it? Start looking. Start paying attention. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you want nothing to do with that. Leaving house. for work at 6 in the morning, you see a figure in that window? I just know fun. nothing's going to haunt my house. My girlfriend sages the heck oh, out of Oh, so it. does mine. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Sage. sage. You burn sage and sort of go across just, the doorways and everything. You just get a bundle of sticks and light it on fire Ed and is, walk through Ed's look is so confused right now. Oh, to keep the great. spirits away? Yeah, yeah, it's like good energy or something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to, like the the smoke is supposed to get rid of bad spirits. Yeah. You got to sage the house. You think it's haunted? You got to you got to sage it even if you don't think it's haunted to keep it from getting haunted. Would that cost money? Because we're not doing it. If it's, no, it's just a bundle I mean, you of sticks, just you light gotta on buy fire. the sage. It's literally just a little small. It's bundle. like this big, and you just light it on fire and, and then walk, just walk through the house. the house. Oh man, would that affect the temperature of the house? Because if it affects the temperature, we're not doing it. If oh, we have to put d- the temperature, Danny no. wasn't here. Uh, Ed keeps his thermostat on sixty three. Now hold on, you said Ed does. That's you are complicit in the act. And, it may not no be your choice. decision. I mean, it's not my decision. If I, I no had choice. a choice, mine would be at sixty-five. But she wants it higher. Oh yeah, because it's cold outside, oh, people, yeah. we, and we the heat ours, costs forty-five cents. I think we keep ours at like seventy-one. That's about where we are, Danny. I get screamed at from the kitchen all the way down the halls when I put the dryer on. <laughs> I don't get I don't Let's get put screamed this all at in perspective right now. I don't get screamed at for that mainly because I don't turn the dryers on. See? So do you hang your clothes? 
No, I'm thinking he's saying he doesn't do laundry. Yeah, I don't do laundry. Oh, <laughs> I was told not That's to. That's different. I was told That's not different. to do laundry. My girlfriend doesn't like the way I do it. But do you use the dryer when you guys do laundry? Yes. Man. I'm going to be honest. Hanging. I don't know anybody that, that has the clothes? dryer that doesn't use it. Yeah, I don't either. I do it to take the wrinkles out. And, but I, just, I, don't, I leave it on for like a minute. I mean, obviously, you don't need to leave it on for that long. Yeah, I just, if yeah, whatever I need to not have wrinkles, I just take it out immediately and hang it up right away. But we also have like a little steamer, so if it does have wrinkles, we can steam it out. All oh, steamers are good. Get one of those, Ed. We don't have one of those. I'm, yeah, I told Tyler good. yesterday we hang up everything. Inside, outside. If you come to the house, you, you <laughs> might like just run into shirts and stuff. <laughs> Hanging off different. Ed's hooks. gonna stop parking in the garage because they're gonna have to hang all their clothes. They're gonna have the clothes lines exactly. everywhere. <laughs> have clothes lines in the garage. <laughs> all right, good topic on the Golden Knights. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's briefs. How was the game? Not very good. Have you ever seen a good hockey game? No. Me neither. I love sports. I just can't get next to hockey. Bischoff's brief. See, I think Americans like to savor situations. One down, bottom of the ninth. One run game, first and third. Left-handed batter, right-hand reliever. Infield, a double play depth. Here's the pitch. Bischoff's briefs. Scoring in hockey, it seems to come out of nowhere. The play-by-play guy is always shocked. Le Petier passes to Huckenchuck, who skates past the blue line. Huckenchuck, of course, was traded from Winnipeg for a case of Labatt's after sitting out last season with, oh my God, he scores! Bischoff's Briefs. Okay. Got a couple of things to get to before I actually get into Bischoff's Briefs. First off, I did take some time to look up uh, Mark Stone's game last night. It is the best game Mark Stone has ever played in terms of individual expected goals, which is 2.01, and individual high danger, high danger chances, which was 11. The <laughs> most dominant game Mark Stone has ever played was last night. Also, uh, because Darren Millard brought up Jack Eichel, it is more dominant than anything Jack Eichel has done in a Golden Knights jersey. I have not looked through Jack Eichel's time in Buffalo, which is obviously a lot longer. Uh, it very well may be the most dominant game that any Golden Knights player in the has of the franchise. ever had. 11 high danger chances for one player is an insane number, and that's what Mark Stone had last night. Also, this might be the funniest tweet that this show has ever gotten. Uh, Sploosh, you remember Sploosh, right? I do remember Sploosh. Right. Sploosh hates me. Man, we haven't, we haven't heard from Sploosh in a while. Sploosh, Sploosh hates me. Sploosh tweeted at us. Not surprising that Tyler Bischoff is against parking outside. He's so passionate about cars being inside that he once tried to park one in his bathroom. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good tweet, my solution. <laughs> it's one of the best. I'm surprised he didn't wish got. I was in the car when it hit the wall. <laughs> well, he's probably mad at you for getting his name wrong for so long. Did I get his name wrong? Oh, you had no idea what Sploosh was for the longest time. No, I knew. I knew. There was a person named that, that right? Would, that but would if write you had, it but, it, but when you had to refer to him, you couldn't get sploosh. It's like ufus and goofus and the the slippers that Derek fumus from Foo, Derek Carr in yeah. terms of his commercial. You got no idea what it is, and that's fine. That's okay. All right, uh, but yeah, uh, tremendous tweet from sploosh. And now, Bischoff's Reese, I got two soccer stories for you. First off, Lionel Messi is not coming to Major League Soccer this season. Very unfortunate. We need to riot. We do need to. We do need to riot. Yes, we do. Just like other soccer fans do. 
Um, so this is from Fabrizio Romano, who writes for The Athletic. Apparently, Lionel Messi never actually accepted the offer to play at Inter-Miami in Major League Soccer. He was offered, but never accepted. He was also apparently offered an opportunity to return to Barcelona, where he spent most of his career, uh, but is not returning to Barcelona either because he's now expected to sign a contract extension with PSG and stay in Paris and play in uh, League One in France. So no Lionel Messi in Major League Soccer next year. Well, that stinks. It does. Um, I'm hoping it's a one-year extension and we get Lionel Messi the yeah. following year here in Major League Soccer. But no Lionel Messi for, uh, we'll see how long that extension ends up being. Big disappointment. I was looking forward to Lionel Messi being here. So hopefully, Ed, here, here's the positive spin for you. He's just waiting until Las Vegas finally gets its MLS team. Oh. Might be a long way. I had I it in August. What, what's the date today? The 22nd? Yeah. Yes. Boy, I missed on that. I had him announcing it in August. You weren't even the worst. It. But did you say August of what year? No, this year. Oh. Oh, I, I missed I missed. He had on him that quarter badly. three. Uh, you're not even the worst. The damn commissioner of Major League Soccer said it was going to be in quarter yeah, one. quarter one that they were going to announce this. We're going to be in quarter one of 2023, 2024 before anything happens there because apparently... Wood is too expensive. <laughs> the construction, that was the best story. Can't build an MLS stadium because the construction costs have gone up. Just get Danny out there with his damn... That's right, Danny. Bookshelves and, uh, you're building. Who else? Grimala. Yeah. Isn't he Danny, and, Danny and Mike Grimala. You could clear your you could clear your garage, Danny, and yeah. build us a stadium. Yeah, I do have some wood in there. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's sized for a bed, but we could use it. So, uh, yeah, no Messi in Major League Soccer. Also, no Las Vegas in Major League Soccer, apparently, anytime soon. Uh, but here's the fun story for soccer. Uh, Christian Pulisic, he uh, said earlier this week that he wants to see the penalty shootout in soccer replaced. Uh, a lot of people complain that the World Cup final went down to penalties. Uh, the old MLS-style shootout that they tried out uh, in the 90s, there's a video in the rundown for you, Ed. You can go watch I it. I watched it. I in watched it. Instead one -on -one. of traditional penalties where the shooter is, you know, uh, inside the box, taking a penalty off a goalie who can't move off the line, the shooter starts about 30 yards away, and when the referee blows his whistle, the goalie's allowed to run at him however he wants. And so you're, you've got somebody coming from 30 yards, goalie starting on the goal line, running at each other, and you get five of those, and whoever scores the most okay. wins. From what I saw on the video, he made the uh, he made uh, the shooter adjust and hit it to his right, and then it went away. At that point, if the shooter's lost control of the ball, the it's play over. must be over. Yeah, right. He's got to control point. the ball the yes. entire way. Yes, you can't. Yeah, kick it. You know, off and then the, just run you it down. You're not, you're not playing for like thirty seconds, right? And then right. just run it down. Yeah, it's one shot at it. The goalie makes you lose control of the ball. It's over, and you don't score. But I do love that in this video, also on the very first highlight, the goalie fouled the PK taker and got a PK in the box. Yes. Oh, yeah, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. The goalie can't foul him. Went from otherwise, 30 yards to 12 yards. Otherwise, then it's just a normal penalty, right? You can't foul him. Then it's a penalty, and you take the penalty shot as normal. But I'm it down. Is, it is uh, hilarious. There's more athleticism involved because yes. both yes. players are running. Yeah. Te technically, the shooter can just wait and shoot it from 30 yards away, right? Like, it's still one-on-one -on -one with the goal. You can do whatever you want, but it is more fun and creates more of an athletic competition. I wonder if when he's running at you, can't you just try to shoot it over his head? You can, absolutely. You can. Yeah. Shoot it over his head and it's going to roll in. Yeah, but you're under pressure 
and you've right. got to actually make the shot. Like, and the goalie can save it, right? The goalie can block it off your foot. So it would be a more uh, chaotic way to do it. And I think it would be more fun. Uh, two leagues have tried it out in the U.S. I think it was the NASL was actually the first one to try out this thing. And then Major League Soccer did it when they first started. Uh, NASL, uh, I think they actually do exist now again. But Major League Soccer scrapped it. And they just do regular penalties when they need to go to penalties in the playoffs. But that's it. Uh, that would be a potentially more fun way to do it. I personally don't have a big problem with penalties to decide soccer games. I think it should be goalie versus goalie for five rounds. Well, who I can score. You do cheer for the goalies to get up in the shootout. Yes. Like, absolutely. Because that takes too long. Because when they go to 11, you absolutely are cheering for goalies to get up. And it's happened before. I can't. What game was it? The well, goalie... this highlighted it happened back in the MLS. I can't remember what game it was. Oh, was that a Champions League game? They went to a shootout and. All 10 players from both teams made their penalty. So then it went to the goalies and one goalie made his shot and the other goalie put it over the bar into the crowd. So you had a penalty shootout where one goalie did not save any of the 10 penalties he faced and then missed his and own missed penalty. His own penalty. Like it's very rare that you can point to one player and say, you're the reason we lost. He was the reason they lost. So you're okay with a World Cup final ending, how it did. Yeah. it's Penalties create incredible drama. Yes, True. I would prefer True. somebody score in extra time and win it that way. Right. That's more satisfying. But penalties are such great drama that I'm 100% on board. That's I'm perfectly fine with that being the way to end the biggest sporting event in the world. I thought you looked something up and had to fund. I was course. trying to look something up, but... All I saw, all I could find were highlights. I couldn't find anything of like when the yeah. last one or the first one happened. But I'm a big fan of goalies taking penalties. I actually think we need that in hockey too. Yes. Oh, like you take, with all the equipment on? Yeah, with after, their goalie stick. That'd be they after, after three, the fourth one should be the goalies. Yes. And then if you're still tied, you can go with back to your stick, regular goalie stick. You can go skaters. back to the regular people. Yeah, but give us the goalies trying to oh, skate down the awesome. ice and score. And then if we get to 10, the head coaches get on the <laughs> ice. <laughs> Cassidy against DeBoer. You got to start lacing up when they start. The lot would fight somebody. Do it in in your suit and tie, yep, right? Absolutely. Oh, that's a absolutely. good idea. Sliding down the ice. This is a very good idea. Somebody. That'd be great. I'm on board. You got to take this into account when you hire your coach. Like, can he still skate yeah. well yeah, enough? They have can to. They have the to do ice? a tryout on the ice and see how they got to do the hot lap. Yeah, <laughs> like they do sometimes. Barry Trotz used to do that at practice. Might take forever with some of these coaches. <laughs> Well, you got to earn your spot. Not DeBoer. He used to he used to check children into the boards. That's right. Why DeBoer you? would probably be great at it. Why wouldn't you? Best coach Golden Knights ever had. Because he's taking out kids. Tyler's favorite coach. Yes, he took out How'd kids. How'd they get rid of that guy? He was and he never denied down. it, too, when he'd call in and we'd talk to he'd him about it. He'd just be like, who told laugh. you that? Yeah, we'd say, Darren Millard. All right, coming up next, J.R. Starkis joins the show. Ready for the weekend? Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. All right, Jay, we've got some important questions. Um, <laughs> Ed's house's thermostat is not allowed to be above 65 or the house might burn down. Yeah. Uh, your thermostat is on what right now? Well, right now it's it's... Probably at 71, seven, yeah, 71, Because there's nobody home. Because there's nobody home. But at night, like in the winter, my wife is complaining. Say, it was 74 degrees last night when she got in the bed. She's yelling. She, I am freezing. It is cold in here. And I'm like, you're going to <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with it. Layer up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have 
three blankets on the bed, and she's still telling me how freezing cold she is. Like, but it, like last night before we went to bed, as I'm watching the hockey game, like we have a like a fireplace. One of the we have we have a quote unquote like a fake fireplace that sure. puts out the heat. But, sure, puts out the heat. Yeah. And she's telling me, she's like, it's hot in here, turn it down. I'm like, I turn it off. I was like, all right. So I turned it off. And then we go upstairs, and she's telling me if she's freezing cold in a matter of 30 minutes. <laughs> so there's exactly one temperature that she's comfortable with. Right. At. I've often made fun of her in the, in, the, in the summertime when the air conditioning is on, and she tells me how hot it is and asks me to turn the air conditioning down, so I'll turn it down, and then she tells me it's cold. <laughs> and, I've, and then I'm like, the air conditioning does not go in half-degree increments, so I'm, unfortunately, you're going to have to pick one. You know, it, it all depends. It all depends. Are you sitting under the vent or not? We are not. Yeah, we are not. But it doesn't matter. She'll find a reason for it to either be hot or cold <laughs> and tell me about it repeatedly. You had me yes. at the fact you can turn on your air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. I, we turn it on. We um, I, I will. I, I don't want to be super hot, but we are not. We are not the people that like some of my friends turn it like, oh, they're like, oh, it's at 68 all summer. I'm like, no, nah, that's not us. Like, not at all. What's in your garage? Right now, there are Christmas decoration boxes, um, but generally when those are gone, then it's, um, it's pretty clear. There, my son has his, uh, like, a bow net up, so he swings in the garage for, for baseball. So there are not vehicles. There are not vehicles uh, in the garage. None? No, none, zero, no. Where do you put them? In the, in the driveway. Oh, okay, but n- not on the street. I mean, where else? Not on the street. Well, no. the street. Yeah, no, I w- I, my son parks on the street out front of our house. Um, or we're, we're fortunate because across the street from our house is um, is part of the reason we bought it. It's a very large private lot, and nobody can build on it. And the homeowners had it for however long the lot owner, and it's so it's a gigantic empty lot. So we just if we need to, we can park there. So when people come over, park in the lot. Like it's just a it's desert. So we have that too. So park in your garage. I don't know, man. Like park in the garage. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, no, no. Park. So my truck's too big to fit in the garage. Will not get go. a car that fits yeah. in your garage. No, I want to drive my truck. I like my truck. Like, get a garage how that big fits is that your truck? truck. It's a big truck. It's uh, the, the 2022 Tundra. It's a big truck. Oh, the 2022. That's but you're doing boy. well for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks pay the bills. Hey, man. you got the three car garage. Yeah, you're the three car garage. Yeah. I'm glad that we have decided 17 the, pets. The and... status. Of, well, it's because they don't spend any money on heating. <laughs> but they I mean, can I, afford the three car garage. Yeah, and the pets. I mean, the animal, the food must be the bills, the vet bills must be incredible. <laughs> Bulldogs are an expensive breed to take yeah, care they of. They are very, very. They are very expensive. God, yep. Vet bills yeah. with those. Um, all right. How do you feel about Carlos Correa leaving the Giants? Did you hear us talking earlier yes, about the ankle injury? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, it, well, I agree with you. Like, I think somebody who was not involved in the decision to sign Carlos Correa was like, excuse me? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> right? And, the, and then the, the GM or whoever was like, yeah, no, we got him. And they're like, find a way not to get him. Right? <laughs> find a way out of this. Like, I'm not spending that money. Find a way not to get yes, him. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Find a way out. Like, I'm not spending that money. That's ridiculous. Like, let him go someplace else. So it's like, oh, this is Carlos Correa. He's one of the top free agents. Yeah. So was uh, Aaron Judge. Let him go. Like, I think that's the conversation that was behind closed doors. Like, yeah, no, find find a reason because the reason is awful. So find a reason for him not to be here anymore. And they're like, okay, well, nine years ago he had an ankle injury. They're like, great, send him away. You better start uh, covering up those injuries your son's had playing in middle very, school yeah, or yeah, high yeah. school. Like, Luckily uh-oh. he's been healthy. Uh-oh. He had one hip thing a while ago. Uh, don't t- don't yeah. say that out loud. Can we, cu- can we cut that loud. from the he'll have a He'll have Push a $300 million dollar contract lined up and won't be there. His college. Hold on a second. 
Uh, His dad said on the radio (laughs) that he had a hip thing, so we're going to cancel this. (laughs) It doesn't appear that your Red Sox are uh, taking it in very many people. Oh, God. It's it's a disaster. And you can afford this stuff, too. That's what a small market. I said it a couple weeks ago. They better be real. I mean, they do have a pretty good minor league system. They better be real confident in their minor league system because it's going to be an ugly, ugly finish this year. Yeah, they're yeah. finishing fifth in the AL East. Yeah, yeah it's going to be Orioles brutal. are going to be decent this yeah, year. Yeah, and I so. got too many, my wife including, too many Yankee fan friends yeah. that are like, oh, the new captain. Uh, brutal. The new yeah. captain. Well, the Yankees aren't going to actually win anything, so. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, fine. they'll, you know, they'll they'll exit early as well. Yeah, they'll know, blow so. it. Um, all right, what are you what making you for got, us? Man? <laughs> Press, Press box. box transition. <laughs> Press box transition. So Christmas Cosmo this week, right? You got, um, you know, you, I, I would imagine that um, because the holiday falls on a weekend, which is pretty nice, it um, you're going to have probably all day to cook on Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, and and then Sunday if you cook again. We we're not a Sunday cooking family. We we eat all the leftovers on Sunday ourselves. We cook everything on Friday, or excuse me, Saturday. So um, I figured you might want something to drink for the holiday that's that's great for kind of an all-day drink. And so I did a Christmas Cosmo. And it's a take on a classic Cosmopolitan, but we're adding a little bit of Prosecco and we're switching out some of the ingredients. But you'll get the gist of it. So for this glass, for this, for this cocktail, you're going to need a, a large wine glass and it will be served over ice. Uh, mm-hmm. A non-traditional way of serving a Cosmo, obviously that's served in a cocktail glass. But large wine glass with uh, ice in it, about three quarters way full of ice. In a mixing tin, you're going to add, I, I chose uh, Grey Goose, their essences. It's a white peach and rosemary vodka. Uh, and the reason I chose this particular one, people say peach is Christmas. Yeah, well, the rosemary part is the part I'm really leaning on here because um, it will also be part of our garnish. So we're going to use two ounces of the Grey Goose white peach and rosemary. We're going to put that into a mixing tin with ice. Um, on top of that, you're going to add three-quarter ounce of agave nectar. The agave nectar adds like a beautiful kind of texture and um, uh, richness to the cocktail, half of an ounce of fresh lime juice, one ounce of cranberry juice. So now you see where the cosmopolitan part is coming in. You're going to take all those ingredients and shake them together with ice. Before you strain it over that ice that we've put in our wine glass, you're going to add about three ounces of Prosecco. I chose Gambino Prosecco. I choose that particular Prosecco because uh, it's very affordable and it makes great cocktails. Um, It's, you know, sometimes people get iffy about adding something really expensive into a cocktail, which I completely understand. Um, but this is a really affordable brand that you can pick up uh, that makes great drinks. Prosecco, the size of the bubbles and the acidity is great for cocktails. So add about three ounces of the Gambino Prosecco to the mixing tin. And now strain all of those ingredients over that ice in the wine glass. You're not shaking it again? No, no, no. Uh, if you shake it again, it'll, it'll, it'll blow up on you. It's carbonated. Okay. So you don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, no. But, but when, what happens here is because I shook all the, the first ingredients together and then I added the Prosecco into the mixing tin, when I strain it over ice, it kind of starts it to incorporate, it. Yeah, it incorporates itself. Right. Right. If you strain all the ingredients on the ice and then top it with the Prosecco, you could do that as well. But you'll need to stir the drink because it will Mix sit it on top. Right. So I, I choose in my method to add it to the tin and strain it all together. The garnish is a piece of rosemary, and I kind of pull off the bottom little leaves of it, if you will, and I just use the, the stem of the rosemary and prick it through two or three fresh cranberries right into the drink. Um, you want to make it a little more festive. You could even take a little bit of powdered sugar and sprinkle a little powdered sugar over the rosemary and the 
uh, and the cranberry to kind of give it the snow effect, if you will, and put it right into the drink. The, the sugar won't really affect anything as far as sweetness goes unless you just like add a ton of it. Um, but that's it, the Christmas Cosmo. It's, it's a sessionable drink. It's served over ice. You can kind of drink it all day while you're cooking uh, over the weekend or on Christmas morning, whatever, whatever the case is. Um, but the way that it's constructed, it also makes it because it would be nice for brunch. So if you're up early for Christmas morning and you maybe pour yourself a cocktail Christmas morning, maybe you have a lot of kids running around, you definitely need a cocktail Christmas morning. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the one because it, it acts as if it, like a brunch style drink with the Prosecco. What are you cooking and eating all day with this? So in our home, uh, we will do, I will do a turkey on the Traeger. I will do a prime rib on the Traeger. Um, Boy, you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will do cranberry. We will do uh, cheese and meat plates, all that kind of stuff. But I'll do a Traeger on the, on the or a Traeger turkey, and I'll do a Traeger. Um, you got a lot of rib. people coming over, obviously. No, we don't, actually. There will be. We, they got to eat. They got to eat for two days. They're not cooking on Sunday. Oh, well, sure. well, well, that's true. But we also. So I've said my wife's Filipino, and 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 they have a tendency in her their culture to cook. So there'll be at our house on Christmas Eve like nine people. We will cook for twenty people. That's how it works, okay. right? All right? And so um, we'll have food for a week with what what is cooked. My parents will take stuff home. Friends will take stuff home. We will still have food for I'll be, a week. I'll come over. Three, come on, three o'clock. I challenge you. <laughs> I challenge you. You get like people are like, oh, you you have a you you're not gonna. We won't take any. You don't. We want to leave you with food. I'm like, don't worry. There's plenty of food here. Like plenty of food here. So yeah, they we anybody in, in uh, that's listening that has Filipino family members, they know that it doesn't matter how many people are there. It could be a hundred. You will have more than enough food for everybody to eat, take something home, and leftovers. Well. You didn't have any at your wedding, did you, Ed? No, ran out. <laughs> you ran out of food on your sure. wedding? Sure. Why wouldn't I? I don't have heat or air conditioning. You ran <laughs> out of food? Yes. Unbelievable. I'm not some people, unbelievable. Re- some people remarkable. had to have the kind of deal with just the cake. Yeah. <laughs> their, their dinner was cake. It was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Yes. Yeah, we, we ran out of food. And it's true. This is not a shtick, ladies and gentlemen. No, listening. no. This, this, is, this, is no, not, this yeah. stuff is all true. I mean, people yeah. might question it, but. I'm completely. So what, what did this like life. extra people show up? No, we just under ordered. Because <laughs> because because who was your wife said? Well, I know thirty people RSVP'd, but only twenty are going to yeah. show up. And you're she like, so we're gonna we're ordering. gonna make food for eighteen, That's just in right. case I'm even off there. And they're like, right. thirty she did showed all up. The ordering. Yeah, it's, it's a true story. Did you eat? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I did. But at that point, I didn't know we were running out. It's just you know you're talking to people. And, did she tell you, Ed? You're not eating. No, we're she, running no, out of we food. You're not really, eating it. We didn't really know till the line stopped. <laughs> so and the servers are like food. looking around, hands up, like yeah, you have the line. We didn't prep the, anymore. You know, it was a buffet, and you have the line, and it just stops. And we're like, this isn't good. Why is the line stopping? And they kind of looked at us, and I might have gone outside. It was at a winery in a in San Diego, and I might have stepped outside and overlooked the uh, winery, and not happy. <laughs> we, I'll tell you what, we served that cake quickly. Did you? People yeah, that, like, that cake was served within like 10 minutes. Before like the first dance or anything cake yes, served. Exactly. Like, uh, people are leaving. Yeah. He's J.R. Starkis, Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits, our extreme mixologist. J.R., we appreciate it. You got it. Merry Christmas, guys. We built this program on NIL. We really did. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program in God's name, image, and likeness. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. All right, I forgot to do this, so we're doing it right now. Iggy Pop tickets. 
He's coming to Las Vegas in April. He's playing at the Palms. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. If you want to go see Iggy Pop, you call number three right now at 702-364-1100. You'll win a pair of tickets to go see Iggy Pop playing at the Pearl at the Palms in April. Uh, call a three. You just heard Dabo Sweeney there coming back from break. <laughs> Come on. This program on NIL, but it's God's name image and likeness. What's the motivation for saying that? I mean, is he? Is there a five-star out there that uh, is a devout Christian that he's trying to land? I don't know. But I think that five-star recruit still just wants the NIL money. <laughs> like God's great, but uh, where's the car dealership? Just give him the NIL money. Um, there's a kid. Did you see yesterday? He was committed to Notre Dame. He did a hat ceremony, though. Puts oh, the Notre no. Dame hat on. And then shakes his head, takes it off, and puts an Oregon hat oh. on. And now, this morning, people are reporting he's actually going to go to Oklahoma. What? <laughs> this, these are, here's the thing. These are really good moments for these kids, and I understand that because they worked really hard and they get a full scholarship, and that's really cool. But I, I haven't asked you this. If you're, and it wouldn't happen because you don't want children but if you're this kid's parents and you know what he's going to do, would you would you promote that? So, okay, here's... I mean, would you say, oh, Jimmy, that's what you want to do? Here's here's the best part of this. So his name is Peyton Bowen, by the way. The video the, of him when he, when he puts the Notre Dame hat on, takes it off, and then puts the Oregon hat on. I believe it's his parents are sitting next to him. His mom is shaking her head. His mom the, is not happy... That he did this. ...with his decision to go to I don't know if she doesn't like Oregon or just doesn't like I wonder if she knew he was going to do it it does not appear as though she did does not appear as though she had any idea that he was actually going to put an Oregon hat on so I'm guessing in this scenario at least one of his parents wasn't aware it's great it's phenomenal and well if she didn't like Oregon what is she then this morning he's flipped again and now he's possibly going to Oklahoma this morning which is uh just funny I don't know. I don't know enough of the backstory of what's actually happening here. But, but if you were Peyton's dad and he goes, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to put Notre Dame on. I've committed to them. I've told them I'm coming, and then I'm going to take my hat off." What would you say? Yeah, that's fine. Seriously. Be okay with it. Really? Yeah. Fake them out. Give them a little. Fake them out. Give them a it's little. It's kid's choice. Yeah. Well, I uh, no, I know it's a choice. Like I said, it's gr- it's a great moment uh, in terms of the, you get your scholarship. You worked really hard. Karma there? Nah. No. What, are they going to play Notre Dame once well, in his four he, years, I mean, if that? I don't know. Nah, he'll Might be Might be fine. too much of a dad. Now he's going to Oklahoma. I now know. he's screwing yeah. two schools. Oregon, Oregon had this kid for yes. 14 hours. That is, now he's going to Oklahoma. I wonder if Oregon found an ankle injury from eight years ago when this kid was <laughs> nine. He was in peewee and yeah. got hurt. <laughs> this guy wants too much NIL money. Find something that happened to him. <laughs> his his PE coach in middle school hit him with a dodgeball <laughs> in the ankle. And we're pulling out. We got to pay this kid this much money. He got sent to the nurse once in fifth grade. We can't possibly bring him on. Based on all you're telling me, this kid wants NIL. Big time. So, Well, if you want NIL, wouldn't you stay at Oregon? So I, I can't tell you what Oklahoma has on NIL. I have no idea. Here's what I'm reading Oregon. through random people on Twitter. He, want, he wanted to go to Oklahoma the entire time. His parents wanted him to go to Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. He picked Oregon as a way to be like, ah, well, I'm not going to go to Notre Dame, so you might as well let me go to Oklahoma now. 
Like this is him trying to play his parents into uh, letting him go to Oklahoma okay. where they don't want him to go. Well, I've had children play me. Now, I don't know if that's real. That's just that's literally just random Oklahoma fans on Twitter that are trying to claim, ah, oh, he always wanted to come to Oklahoma. <laughs> so that may or may not be true, but it's great. I love this whole thing. Recruiting is a fun. Like if UNLV was legitimately top 25 team in the country, recruiting you would stories want would this. be so great.